Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size, where we discuss the seminal <laughs> MTV show, The Hills. Um, today we're going to be discussing season three, I'm sorry, season four, episode two, Drama Follows Them. Don't and make, I feel like there should really me, be an ellipsis and there's not. Yeah, don't make me go back to season three. That wasn't funny. No, it wasn't. And um, <laughs> full disclosure, it's the same day as last week. I still am on this fucking whole 30 thing and I'm still in a bad mood. So just deal with it. I actually think it's coming along great, though, for these annoying episodes. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of goes I think it. an air of annoyance goes a long way. Yeah. Um, so I have a little bit of house cleaning about our dear friend, Justin Bobby. And I don't know whether you've seen this or not, but our friend got a haircut. And when I say haircut, I mean, he shaved it off. Let me see. He bicked it. Oh. I know. Why are there hearts all over it? I think it, it's... Oh, little, it's part of the Bobby Rock thing. Okay. Yeah, it's a little video. Um, yeah, no. Oh. I, um, I didn't watch... Is this the song? Oh, I don't... Because, it does, it does play Because music. I now... This is sad, but the only... You know how, like, you can get alerts when people tweet? Yeah. The only one I have is for Bobby Rock. <laughs> so, now I get all their alerts, and there was one that came up the other day at work, and I was like, oh, I have ten minutes, I'll listen to it. But it was the song, and I clicked on it, and all of a sudden it was super loud, so I had to stop listening. Well, he looks like an extra from Mad Max Fury Road now. Well, hopefully it will <laughs> um, grow out by the time their tour reaches this area. Oh, I know. God. He better have hair when he comes here. I know. Okay. But that's my only house cleaning. Obviously not very important, but important enough. So, anything about the notes from last week? Just that they were really doing some, using the scenes from last week to do, well, it actually wasn't the scenes. In the voiceover, Lauren really implies that the She Pratt drama is about to hit the fan. Yeah. And did we get one more scene that we hadn't seen before? Or did I make that up? No, I didn't write it down, so maybe I'm just thinking of the last episode. No, we, we get in, they talk about a scene okay. we didn't get later. Okay, that's right. Okay, never mind. So, we dive into the episode, and Lauren and Stephanie, Stephanie is back, they are at FIDM, and they are in class, as always, and Stephanie is getting ready to celebrate her birthday, She's going to have a party at Boulevard 3 on mm. Thursday night. And I, for one, would like to say, I'm curious what Boulevard 3 paid to be mentioned in this episode about 50,000 times. Yeah. They say Boulevard 3 more than they have said the name of any club ever, I swear. And let's be honest, um, because it is Thursday, we all know where they're going to go when they leave Stephanie's birthday party. Where? Goa. Oh. Everyone right. goes to Goa on Thursdays. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Sorry. How dare I forget? <laughs> oh my God. Apologies, everyone. So Lauren asks if she can bring a guy. And Stephanie's very excited that Lauren has a guy in her life. And Lauren says he's a baseball player, but he's injured right now. And Stephanie says, an athlete is my favorite type of guy. Alrighty. Yeah. And... 
I want to know more about his injury, though. Yeah. Well, I think he was playing AAA or minors or something and got injured and was taking a break. And I don't think he ever goes back to it. Well, but I want, like, because he doesn't limp. He doesn't, like, I was wondering, like, what the groin pull, like, what's going on down there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So Lauren then asks Stephanie if Heidi and Spencer are coming. And Stephanie says she doesn't know. She hasn't talked to them in a while. And she doesn't think so. Drama follows them. And Lauren says, I don't know if it follows them as much as they chase it. Burn, Lauren. Yeah. Burn. Lay lay it down. So then we are at... (laughs) (laughs) We are at the Crepery, Louisiana-inspired cuisine. And I realize that Louisiana has a French influence, obviously. And maybe I'll find out when I go to New Orleans for the first time this summer, but I didn't... I think of beignets and etouffee and other things, but I don't think of crepes, so... I mean, they have crepes in New Orleans, but yes, no, that is not... I mean, just like they also have hot dogs in New Orleans, I wouldn't... (laughs) Yeah. It goes, as Frank pointed out, it goes along with the um, Spanish Spanish Mexican restaurant. Yeah, Yeah, it's a Spanish kitchen slash Mexican restaurant. Yeah. And Lauren looks... She looks really good. She does. This is actually, when I think of Lauren Conrad on the Hills, this is one of those outfits that I think of her in. This flowing white dress with spaghetti straps, long ponytail, navy blue nails. She's now wearing that doubled finger ring that says Lauren on it, which she... We will see a million times from here on out. And um, I've never worn one of those rings, but I feel like it would be really uncomfortable and stupid because you can't move your fingers. I think you could wear it if you were out holding a drink or something when you're not... But you cut hair. I use a computer. Like, we can't... Yeah, I mean... We can't wear that day to day. But even if I was just out, like, I feel like it would feel impaired and annoying. Like, just like if you had a splint on your hand or something, it would just be weird. Yeah, probably. It looks cute, but... Yeah, it does look cute, but I wouldn't want to, like, hobble myself. Right. So then Lauren again does this memory lane thing, because she has nothing else to say to this poor guy, and says that she really wants to find their prom pictures. And he says he has them. She says, you do? You have them at your house? And he says, no, they're at my Laguna house. And she said, oh, I, th- I thought you meant your house here. Like, she's in a huge hurry to find these four-year-old pictures. No one cares. And so he says, spend the day with me. Let's do something fun. And she says she has to work. And he says, blow it off. And she says, no, I can't. And my job is fun. And so then she invites him to Stephanie's birthday party at Boulevard 3, in case you've all forgotten. And she says, I just hope that her, my friend's brother doesn't show up. We don't really get along. And I would like to point out now that Lauren and Doug dating life is exclusively birthday parties. Yeah. Yep. It is. Yeah. And he says, well, just remember, blood is thicker than water. And he's right. Excellent point, Doug. So then we go to, oh, this is what I was thinking of. What yes. I was thinking, yes. This is exactly what you were thinking of. Yes. So we go to Epic Records. Kiara's looking a little less cute than she was last week. But the new haircut's working it's for working her. It's working for her. Yeah. So they... Kiara always asks Audrina, like, what's up? Like, what's the 411? What's the hot... She's like the, the cool mom in Mean Girls. Well, and also, why wasn't Kiara at Audrina's birthday party? I mean, Kiara and Audrina go out together, like... I don't know. 
is she should have been at the birthday party. Because they hired a bunch of extras off on my chemical romance <laughs> video. I don't know. So, Audrina says she's going to stop by Stephanie's birthday party at Boulevard 3. Because Lauren's going with Lo. You could also bring a friend of your own. A birthday party is not an exclusive affair. Especially not one in a nightclub. Yeah. Bring whoever the fuck you want. I know. So, Kiara asks Audrina, how's that going with her and Lo? And Audrina says, Lo came to talk to me in my room and she said she came to apologize, but all she did was complain that my friends were rude to her. Which we surely did not see in last week's episode. We definitely did not. No. And that explains a lot about why the conversation was cut off, why they dubbed it, and why Lo did look a little forlorn walking away. Yeah. Is that it did end awkwardly. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like to know... How the, I mean, if you're hiding in your room the whole time with a friend supposed to come in the house and knock on the door and be like, Hey, I don't know you, but you live here. Let's hang out. Like, I don't, I don't know. And she wasn't there. She didn't hang out with anyone. No, I know. I don't, I don't know. I still find that interesting. Why couldn't that have been a plot line? And see, I still, I, I maintain what I said last week. I think that she is equating. I think she thinks her friends were rude because she didn't like the look of them. Right. I think they weren't her kind of people. And so she just assumed they were rude and standoffish. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. So then we go to People's Revolution. <laughs> and we have a lot of head scratching scenes in this short, not very memorable oh episode. Oh my God. So Lauren and Whitney are talking. And Whitney says, Kelly, Robin, and Emily are coming out to LA and it's intimidating. I get really nervous. Lauren tells her, you have no need to be nervous. You're, you're. She says they're coming out to LA to, 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 for a dinner. Yeah. We have to go to a dinner. Yeah. Check in on everybody. Lauren tells her she has no reason to be nervous. She's one of the team now, etc. <laughs> and as they're talking, because they go on to talk about Stephanie's birthday party. And at I think Boulevard Lauren three. even says like they're flying in. Yes. Well, she says that. So yes. that was made very clear by both parties. Yes. And as they keep talking, you hear Kelly Catrone in the background say to someone, I'm on the phone. Very clearly. And it is Kelly Catrone. Yep. So then they talk about Stephanie's birthday at Boulevard 3. And Whitney asks, is Spencer coming? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't see why he wouldn't. And Lauren says, I think that's something Stephanie would tell me, etc. Whitney looks beautiful and Lauren is in the same outfit. Even though her nail polish looked slightly more purple, she's in the same outfit and her hair is the same. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it must have been the lighting, but it, it did look purple. Yeah. Um, and Whitney's wearing a cute floral, I can only assume it's a dress, but we only see Whitney sitting from here on out. I swear to God. <laughs> Just sitting at People's Revolution. So I don't know exactly what the bottom of the garment was. So then at the end of their conversation about the birthday party and everything else, Kelly then calls to Whitney and says, Whitney, I need to see you. Yep. And it again is a thousand percent Kelly Catron. So I don't know if Either she there's was another flying Kelly? out to New York and then flying. Yeah. Maybe there's another Kelly. I have no idea. Well, especially since at the dinner that we see later, uh, there's no mention of Robert or Emily. Right. You you can tell they're sitting there at a larger there, table, but there's no like, no Robin, no Emily, no right? There's no nameplate. Nameplate. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just one of many little errors. So then we go to Don Antonio's. I got very excited it's that Don Antonio's back. Time. It's been a very long... Well, I mean, because Spencer couldn't go. Well, they, I mean, it was too painful to go to Don Antonio's during the breakup. Right. And Heidi even makes a little joke and says, I'm so glad you still ha- know how to order for me. And he says, you think I'd forget chicken tacos? No, because no one can forget a, an order as simple as chicken tacos. Plus, that's kind of <laughs> bullshit because we all know that when they go to Don Antonio's, they order the whole menu. Yeah. They get like fajitas and tacos and nachos and there's like a whole table full of food. I would go ahead and say chicken fajitas or chicken tacos are the two most common things to be ordered at a Mexican restaurant. Oh, Sam is a steak person. Okay. I'm just saying. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean. That's not a challenging order to remember. No, it's, it is not. <laughs> So then they start talking about Stephanie's birthday party at Boulevard 3. <laughs> I'm going to say it every time they said it. And I don't understand where this rise in disdain has suddenly come from. From season 4 compared to season 3. So pretty much where we left off with Stephanie hanging out with Lauren and Heidi and Spencer's feelings about it. Was when Heidi went out with Stephanie and ran into Lauren and was also trying to rekindle a relationship with Audrina on her own accord. So now she is all of a sudden really angry at Stephanie all over again for hanging out with Lauren. Well, no, because don't you remember when Stephanie came over to Heidi's and said, just so you know, I'm going. And Heidi was like, "Uh uh-uh. So that, and then Spencer has been livid at her since he lived with her about it. Never mind. So I feel like that is at least consistent. Okay. Then Heidi did, she kind of flipped on a dime after that one night didn't go her way and she has stuck to it. Exactly. And plus they have now rekindled their romance and their hatred balls are morphing together. Yeah. Like a Power Ranger. Okay. It is a lot stronger though. They're all of a sudden very, very worked up about it. And they say that Stephanie spending time with Lauren is disrespectful. And... Spencer doesn't want to go, and Heidi convinces him to go by saying, she's your family, we can go and be cordial, and this can be the last time you ever see her. Which to me <laughs> is the dumbest, I mean, like, first of all, if you're planning on cutting someone out of your life forever, why are you doing it in a nightclub at their birthday party? Right. So then Spencer says, I agree, this would be the last straw. Okay. Okay. And then we get a glimpse of Heidi's watch, which you could see from space. Um, yes. And I, I, I would have to look and see if we could find a screen grab of it somewhere. Oh, I'll find um, one. It, pink leather band, giant face, covered in diamonds. I think it's a Jacob the Jeweler. It could be. Because that was the time period for this. If you guys are listening and don't know who Jacob the Jeweler is, Jacob the Jeweler is this New York, I think Israeli jeweler. I almost said jeweler, um, jeweler, and he made all the really like blingy, nutty jewelry, like watches and necklaces and like that all of the celebrity people would wear, like rappers love Jacob the Jeweler, like it was a thing at the time. Yeah. So it looked to me like a Jacob the Jeweler watch. It also had the most hideous face shape I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was It was shaped like a pill. Yeah. 
It was a weird, rounded rectangle. It was so ugly. Yeah. And I will find a picture of it. Don't think I will. It was. It was very... But it looked very... If it wasn't a Jacob the Jeweler, it was a Jacob the Jeweler, like, wannabe knockoff. Right. It could have been from that store where Lauren got the diamond dog tags for Jason, too. Maybe. Yeah. Do you think they'd carry something that expensive? Yeah. The, that jewelry store is a thing. Oh, okay. The housewives have been there and oh, other okay. people. Yeah, so maybe... When Taylor bought little diamonds for her daughter's Alice in Wonderland tea party birthday party. That's where she bought them. The Barbie necklaces. That was the woman from that store, I think. But see, I could totally see Heidi and Spencer having gone to New York to oh, be yeah. on TRL and, and popping they sold in because Jacob Jewelers in New York. Like, and they sold the in. pictures to the paparazzi. Yeah, yeah. And buying a watch. Yep. Totally. So then we go to the castle and... Oh, I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and... The girls are getting ready, and I don't... This was another weird, head-scratching, complete non-sequitur, basically. They're talking about going to Stephanie's birthday party and how excited they are to go to Boulevard 3. And so I I can only assume that Lauren is talking about her relationship with Stephanie. And she says, quote, I paused several times to write it down. Sometimes I trust people I shouldn't, and it turns out right, and it makes me feel a little better about it. What? I mean, I I know what she's talking about, but it's dumb. And I, it, but it, it's just sorry. It makes no sense, though. They haven't been friends long enough. They haven't really been through the trenches together on anything. I, I don't understand what she's talking about, actually. I mean, I... Basically, she's saying that she's smug in that nothing's blown up in her face yet. Yeah. And, and she doesn't think it's going to. That, right. like, everyone warned her, stay away from Stephanie, stay away from Stephanie, stay away from Stephanie, and she's hung out with Stephanie anyway, and it's been three months, and everything is still hunky-dory. Right. So it worked out for her. So my theory, based on the ending of this episode that also sort of came out of nowhere, is that I think what happened was Lowe said something to Lauren about how she didn't fully trust Stephanie yet. And then they kind of clipped it out, and Lauren said this big statement about how, like, well, I don't need to worry about it. I think it turns out right. Because then later she says something, you know, like, you know my friends feel this way, and it was out of nowhere. Well, but the statement she made in the bathroom wasn't totally out of nowhere because Lowe says, can you believe we're going to Stephanie Pratt's birthday party? Oh, right. And then she says it. Well, because they're talking about Doug, and can you believe that, you know, things have rekindled with Doug, so can you believe we're going to Stephanie Pratt's birthday And party? then she says the thing about, yeah, like, sometimes I trust, so it wasn't totally out of nowhere. Yeah. They still, they're skimming some stuff. They're piecing it together at best. Well, the whole bathroom scene was weird in its entirety, because they, I have a lot of issues with it, so... Audrina shows up out of nowhere to the bathroom to kind of be like, hey, what's, you know, you guys getting ready? I'm good. We're all going to the same place, whatever. And they say, are you going to Stephanie's birthday? And she goes, oh, I'm going to try to stop by. Yeah. Because um, Audrina, rightfully so, is too cool for school and is probably hanging out with her Hot Topic friends, which, which is where I'd rather be anyway. Um, <laughs> and she goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And then there's all of this awkward, faked filming on the editor's part where, like, Lowe's making uncomfortable faces and Audrina's making uncomfortable yeah. faces. And it's just so stupid. It's pieced together. So pieced together. Yeah. And then the other huge issue I have with this and where things get very confusing and 
I have to kind of talk about Boulevard for a hot second to make to have it make sense. They're in the bathroom. Lauren has her hair back in a tight ponytail. The bangs clipped back because she's doing her makeup. Like, visible bobby pin behind the ear. Doing her makeup, whatever. Lo has her hair just up in one of those, like, I'm a girl getting ready ponytails where you, like, put it in a loose ponytail and then you pull it back through so it makes a loop so the end is in as well. So the yeah. hair's not on your neck. Um... Then, later when we see them in the car, Lowe's had her fucking hair done. I know. Like, professionally done. I know. She couldn't do that. Lauren has not. Right. Like, so, did they got ready in the bathroom and then Lowe bounced and went to a salon or had someone come to her hair at the house? Like, that timeline's weird, too. Could Lauren have done her hair like that? Fuck no. Okay. Fuck no. No, no, no. That was done. Like, the, the bun in the back was too perfect. That whole, like, teased low side part hanging in her face over bed like that yeah. was done hair the other thing i noticed was that low was driving mm-hmm. and i know they always drive to go out low was also a little more dressed up than lauren yeah oh yeah and i wonder if maybe low had another event and then she came back to pick up lauren or she picked Lauren up somewhere else, and then they went to Boulevard 3 together. Because Audrina says, what time are you guys going? And they said soonish, but maybe 10.30? Like, were they planning to meet up there because they were doing other things? I don't know. I mean, because Lo definitely was way more dressed up than Lauren, and I think it's interesting that Lo has this amazingly done-up and very pretty updo, and yeah. Lauren is rolling with visible bobby pins in her hair. Yeah. I don't know. I noticed that too. But I just thought it was strange. So we, you know, we have this bathroom bullshit. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I, I feel like, and did you see how dressed down Audrina was when she came in the bathroom? Like, I feel like this was at like three in the afternoon. I know. Yeah. It was very, very odd. Um, Lauren does look really pretty though. Oh, really pretty. <laughs> I thought Lo looked prettier. Mm, no. I think Lo looked, I loved her makeup, I loved her hair, I loved the dress, I thought Lo looked I thought really Lo looked pretty. very pretty, but I thought, I thought Lauren's, Lauren's makeup game is very strong right now. I really hated her hair. Oh, the ponytail. I really hated it. Oh, that's fair. The hair does I'm, makeup is more a factor for me, I think. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> so then we go to Simon Restaurant, the People's Revolution dinner, and I, <laughs> we had to watch this more than once because... Like several other things, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It makes sense, and I thought it was really interesting. Did you notice that everyone was drinking wine but Whitney? Yeah. She had water, and everyone else was drinking red wine. Yeah. Which I thought was weird. Yeah. I mean, Whitney drinks. Whitney's of age. I don't I don't know. And so, this scene starts with Kelly toasting her staff. New York and L.A. They raise their glasses... And it seems as though the tone of the dinner is that things are going well. <laughs> yeah. For a split second. And then Kelly's talking about how both offices are growing, and she gives an interpretation, says, well, in L.A., you guys are busy with this and this. And then Jessica, our favorite dum-dum, says, well, and talking to stylists, sort of corrects her boss about what's happening at the LA office, which I actually didn't find it that offensive. She wasn't, I don't think she was being rude, but she was just saying they're also doing a lot of that. And all of a sudden the entire tone of the scene changes. And Kelly says, um, well, it's my company, so I'm going to say no to that. 
I don't want you guys talking to stylists. And I am so confused because I thought that A, Jessica was their PR person. Yes. B, they are stylists. Yes. Because they like pull looks for the shows. I don't, I don't. Yeah. We we watched it, we listened to it twice, you guys, and I still, I cannot make heads or tails of it. I don't know what Kelly was talking about. It made no sense to me whatsoever. No sense. So then Kelly goes on and says, well, it's my company, so I'm just going to say what I want. You, pretty, pretty, happy, happy, pitch stories. (laughs) And Whitney makes this horrified face. And... I can't blame her. I don't... That would be so awkward if a boss said that, but I also have no idea what they're talking about. Well, and this was the other thing, too, that I noticed is that Jessica was sitting to Kelly's left. Other than the no, everything was being addressed to Kelly's right. Yes. Which is where Whitney and other people were sitting. So they made it look like she was giving Jessica a real dressing down at the dinner but she was in actuality talking to someone else on the, like, I don't know who pretty, pretty, I mean, that wasn't Jessica. Yeah, I don't know. Although Jessica does look pretty in this scene. And she, she does, has a weird yeah. Feather in she's her got hair. a cute little, like, fascinator headpiece thing. Her makeup actually looks beautiful. Yeah, she looks good. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe she is pretty, pretty, happy, happy. Yeah, I don't, but I don't know. <laughs> it was very, str- but it, we watched it twice. It didn't make any sense. Like, the whole thing was weird. It was yep. edited very strange. So who knows what the real story is? Yeah. So then we get a brief scene of Lauren and Lo in the car on the way to Boulevard 3, which is where we noticed, you know, Lo's hair yes. and all that sort of stuff. And Lo has said twice now, I failed to mention it the first time, I'm excited Doug is coming. Like he's some rock for everybody all of a sudden. Well, she said it in the bathroom too. But see, I think that the I think that she's saying things like that twofold because I think that she part of Lo's persona is this whole cutesy cutesy with Lauren like, oh, I want you to have a boyfriend and have friend. I'm so excited Doug's coming for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of it. And then I think the other aspect is, and I I have a couple old friends who are guilty of this. I think Lo also likes to live in the past, and I think she's excited that someone from high school, yeah, even though they didn't go to school together from that time period, is yet again just like with Stephen Coletti, like yet again is reappearing in her life, and so. I think, you know, that was Lowe's glory days, and I think that she likes to relive it. Yeah. Fair. So then they arrive at Boulevard 3. Um, I I like Lauren's dress. I liked it less when I saw it full on, but it's, it's a wider, strapped, V-neck, sleeveless, obviously, kind of navy, white, yellow. I thought it looked like a Mondrian print. Yeah. Um... Again, with the ponytail that Frank didn't like. But Lauren, again, looks very tan and healthy. She's got some nice tone in her arms. Her makeup looks very pretty. Lo is wearing a silver sequin dress with her special hairdo and a dark red lip. She also looks, she looks very pretty. Fabulous. Yeah. Um, now, when are we going to drop the bomb? Which one? The dates bomb. The dates of the birthdays. Oh, oh, that's later. That's later. Sorry. I was like... <laughs> well, then we're at Stephanie's birthday. I know, but it's all the way down here. It's when... Uh, it's later. No, that's <laughs> when we figured it out. But, yeah. like... Yeah. Because I think it becomes important now as to the conversation Lowe has with Audrina. But we noticed it because Spencer said three months. Oh, for sure. But that's why we noticed it. But I think it's relevant now. Okay. 
Because it's something that we could have just looked up before the episode. Anyway, you guys, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> so, it came to our attention later in the episode, and we'll talk about that then, that there was some timeline stuff. Yeah. So, we looked up Audrina's birthday and Stephanie's birthday. Yes. Guess what, you guys? <laughs> Stephanie's birthday is a month before Audrina's. Yeah. So... Almost to the day. Almost to the day. Yeah, because Audrina is April 11th. No, Stephanie's April. I'm sorry, yeah. Stephanie's April 11th and Audrina is May 9th. Yes. So almost exactly a month. So, this is where things get real fucking weird. Yep. Because last month week, we had Audrina's birthday. Yep. All the tension, her and low talk, whatever. Now it's Stephanie's birthday, which, according to MTV, is after the fact, but really happened a month before. They, Lauren and Lo show up, they sit down, Adrena shows up. Yeah. And sits down, and Lo says, and they've lit her and made her look like a Disney villain. Yeah. Like, Lo looks like, like, Ursula. Like, not she looks bad, but she looks, or like, Cruella de Vil. Like, they lit her, and she's got this, like, weird look on her face, and she says, oh, I'm so glad we had a chance to talk. Um, and then they cut to Adrena, who says... Nothing. Yep. And they just have her looking awkward. Yep. So, we were led to believe in this episode that that conversation was a result of the conversation in the guest house after Audrina's birthday. We now know that is bullshit and that conversation hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. I mean, kudos to you editors because that was some sneaky, sneaky Pete stuff going on. (laughs) But like, what the fuck? Yeah, I actually didn't even think about the low and Audrina angle. That's why. I That's why I was so incensed oh. about the dates because I was like, "Fuck you, MTV. Fuck you." No. I mean, I'm glad we had a chance to talk. Could have been anything. Could have been like, uh, you know, which room do you want to take in the house? Like whatever. Like it had nothing to do with Audrina's birthday. Nothing. And for them to cut to Audrina, they made it look like a. Lois extending an olive branch and then they like letting it look like Audrina just sits there and says nothing and ignores her. Yep. And then they couldn't even get a good shot of Low because really they should have found a shot of her looking pissed and she doesn't. She yeah. just kind of brushes it off and talks to the person next to her. So they couldn't even find a good static shot of that. Yeah. No, you're right. That makes much more sense as to why it mattered more. <laughs> I was just thinking it was like a nonsense. No, 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 no. That because as soon as we discovered that later, and you can talk about why we discovered it when it yes. happened. But like that's the first thing that I thought about was like the fuck. Yeah. So the other thing that's interesting about this scene is people arrive. Doug is oh, which real quick will also explain why Audrina was able to hang out in the bathroom with them while they were getting ready. Because if this fight had already happened, there's no way she'd just be casually hanging out in the bathroom. Good point. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So, as people are arriving to this party, we realize that Doug is in like Flint with Brody and Frankie. He is one of the boys. Flint? I was was in like Flint. Is it Flint? Have I been saying it wrong all these years? I don't know. We'll have to look it up later because I always thought it was in like Flint. Maybe you're right and I'm wrong. I I, I get things wrong all the fucking time when it comes to this stuff, so I am probably wrong. Like, I'm definitely the person that, for years, said um, intensive purposes instead okay. of intense and purposes. Hold on. We need to settle this up. Yes, we have to settle this up. Because we don't want to give you misinformation. Well, while you're looking it up, okay. well, I'll talk about that. So... Wait. S- both come up in Google. Both come up? Yes. Oh, so maybe it's both. I just assumed Flynn was, like, a person from, like, back in the day who was in stuff. 
Okay. It seems very much more likely that Errol Flynn is the Flynn in question, and although the phrase may have been used before he was at the peak of his celebrity, it became well known by association with him. The 1967 James Coburn starred in the film In Like Flint. So it's both? Yeah. Well, we're both right. Gotta love it when we're both right. So... That's so weird. So uh, technically the phrase is in like Flynn because it's like Errol Flynn. Uh-huh. But there was a movie called, called in, in like Flint. Flint. All right. The more you know, we learn something every day. You guys can feel free to use either. <laughs> so anyway, Doug is one of the boys, guys. And <laughs> and we both talk like people from the 40s, apparently. <laughs> I do. I think no one else says either version no, ever, but no, you and I. <laughs> I know. I've actually, it's embarrassing how many phrases I use that my parents used. I don't speak like a young person. So 23 skidoo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then people continue to arrive and Spencer and Heidi... Well, first, we didn't we didn't talk... I mean, we talked about In Like Flint with Doug, but Doug shows up with Frankie and Brody. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> like, when, like, he's back in L.A. Brody is a new friend of Lauren. Frankie and Brody are not from high school. They didn't grow up in Laguna. All of a sudden, they're buddy... But, like, they're best friends with Doug? Like, that's weird. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. I don't get it. And there's no way they've been hanging out with Jug independently of Lauren for like a year and Lauren didn't know. I mean, like, it, I don't know. Yeah. And why would Brody want to go to Stephanie's party? I don't know. Yeah. Beats me. Yeah. So then after the boys show up, Spencer and Heidi show up and Spencer has one of the biggest displays of birthday balloons I've ever seen carrying... Mylar. Yeah. Yeah. Through the club and hands them to Stephanie. And the first person to really freak out and immediately leave is Brody. Yeah. Although Lauren, this is definitely one of the cases where the producers did they not. They pulled one over They on pulled her. one over because yep. Lauren is visibly shaken when yes. they walk in. Like she looks like she's going to be sick to her stomach. Brody immediately leaves and says, I don't want drama. Yeah. They definitely lied to them. For sure. Yeah. Lauren looks scared and can't stop. She sucks down her drink immediately. Yeah. Uh, so Brody and Frankie leave. And I also like that Brody ordered Frankie to leave. Did you hear that? Yeah. He said, hey, Br hey, Frankie, we're leaving. Yeah. It's kind of funny. So Doug offers to stay with Lauren, which I thought was sweet and chivalrous. Yeah. I mean, she says, are you going to stay with me? And he says, yeah, I'll yeah. stay with you. So, well, with, I mean, that would make sense too, though, because she invited him to, like, this was a date. Like, she's like, come to Stephanie's birthday with me. I guess, but he's, he's in like, <laughs> with the boys, so who knows? <laughs> so, <laughs> so then. He's the real bee's knees. <laughs> <laughs> so then. Spencer and Heidi sit down, and Spencer is starting to stir shit already. He says, can you get these obnoxious chicks away from me? Yeah. You sat at their table, bro. They were there first. Shut up. So then Lauren lasts about 15 seconds after Brody and says, we're going to go. 
And she does hug Stephanie and says, thanks for inviting me. You know, I'm just, we've got to go. Yeah. And Stephanie stands up and this is where I see her birthday outfit. Oh my God. Let her have it. Cause this was good. And you hit the nail on the head with it. <laughs> she looks like a fembot from Austin Powers. <laughs> a thousand percent. So it is, it looks like a nighty with white triangle boobs, sort of lacy spaghetti strap. And then the white stops just under her boobs and it flows out. It's baby blue instead of pink, so it's not full fembot. But then it has a little white ruffled edge along the bottom. It's it's a nightgown. Yeah. And an ugly one. And was it blue or seafoam green? It looked seafoamy to me. I mean, it was bad. I don't know. But you hit the nail on the head when you said, I mean, it looked like a, the fembot dress. Like, exactly. It just was a different color. It was really bad. And it's also kind of like the Sex and the City... Um, marabou fur thing that Samantha wants Carrie to wear on her book cover. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like it's, totally. it is a nighty. It's so gross. Well, so, and then you missed my most important part is that I believe, because I kept seeing it behind Stephanie's head, that Lauren's gift to Stephanie, because it was a square box, yeah. was a coffee table book called The Handbag. Yep. I thought it was an ad at first, but <laughs> yeah. we were wound and, and, and held on it. So That makes sense, though. She, like, set it behind her. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and then Lauren and Doug leave holding hands. Yeah. That is the most romantic thing we've seen Lauren do in ages. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Big news. So then we are at the Sheeprat lair. Spencer stops by. So this is what gets me already. At Don Antonio's, he said that if he went to her birthday party and if Lauren and the posse were there, that would be the last straw. Oh, really? Because you said... You sat near them, they all left, and now here you are talking to Stephanie. Well, yes, but maybe part of that was the fact that they left. I don't know. Like, if Stephanie was like, please stay, or had asked Spencer and Heidi to leave, I mean, I don't know, who knows. But. I don't know. I just gave myself a headache with my eye roll. So, he says, you are my sister, and you've jumped ship. And she said, I haven't jumped ship. And he says, when there are two ships, that means you've jumped one. And, and I think he's confused yeah. because this is more like the ocean and she was trying to safely be around all the ships. <laughs> also, he kind of talks like he's from the 40s too. A little bit, yes. Yeah. So then he says, Stephanie, this is like telling Iran and Israel to get along. <laughs> he, that's a famous one. Yeah. That's a famous line. So then she says, well, I think it's more you're being rash and I'm being rational. The comparisons are never ending. So then Spencer says that she's throwing all this loyalty to someone that she's known for three months. And that was where yes. the shit hit the fan and we started Googling birth dates and all of that good stuff. Because they had already said that Stephanie was turning 22. So we went back and checked the timeline. So this also means that Lauren and Stephanie really have not been friends for a very long time at all. No. They had that computer class, which I think we figured out was a winter semester or something to that effect. And now it's just April. That's not a long time. No. They're school friends. Well, wait a minute. What about Doug? So that wasn't her first date with Doug. Audrina's birthday party. Right. This would have been. Right. <laughs> I don't know. 
I'm so confused. Me too. This is like the Matrix. I don't even know what's happening right now. Well, and... So Lowe says, if the date goes well, invite him to Audrina's birthday party. Meanwhile, they've already been hanging out at this point for like a month. Had she not seen him since this birthday party? Maybe? Man, they're throwing us for a loop on this one. Well, no, because they were at Crepeland. Yeah. I don't know. Well, but last week, did they say it was a first date? No. They implied it. But I don't think she ever says, like, oh, it's a first date. Yeah. Maybe they went out a couple times, he got a little distant, then came back into the scene, and that's why she said maybe if it goes well. Well, MTV, what is happening? Yeah. Like, what is happening? I'm so confused. I don't know. And then Spencer says, if you're going to hang out with them, you have nothing to do with my life. Whatever. Which I don't understand because he's had this argument with her 4,000 times. I know. Um, What is there left to clarify? I don't know. Did you notice that the jellyfish tank was gone? (laughs) Thank God. He doesn't live there anymore. So then we go to People's Revolution one more time. Mm -hmm. And Kelly is on the (laughs) phone again. And she said, well, if you're such a good personal assistant, you do that schedule and let me know how tired it makes you. And then she hangs up the phone. Yep. Awesome. I wish I could say that to people on the phone. Um, I act like Kelly Catron at work sometimes, as my assistants <laughs> and some of my coworkers would definitely tell you. And um, it does not work out well. No. Like, I think you have to own the company for that to go over well. Yeah. Kill them with kindness, Kelly. Yeah. So then she calls Whitney and says, just so you know, uh, fire Jessica. Our voice from New York was not being maintained in this office. Okay. And she offers Whitney Jessica's job. Which I don't understand because Whitney doesn't want to do PR. No, she wanted to do styling. styling. That's why she was hired. And she doesn't do PR, does she? No. I don't remember Whitney ever doing PR in this or the city. So, like, I don't get... Yeah, I forget what her title is in the city. I mean, I didn't watch the city, but I'm just assuming that she was doing styling. and Shh, PR may have been in her title. I'll have to look it up. I forget what her title was on the city. Either way, I, I thought it was a weird job for her to be offered because she doesn't want to be a PR person. Yeah. And then Kelly lays it on really thick and makes the job sound shitty, to be honest. She says, we're going to need you to live a bi-coastal lifestyle, and I wouldn't make any plans for the next few months. Um, Thanks. But that's Kelly's MO. I mean, I that was her first interview was like that too. You're not going to have a life. Fashion is hard. What I mean, look at poor Kelly. I think Kelly, when this was being filmed, is either my age or younger than I currently am. And she looks like shit. Yeah. Well, well kudos to you though. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so then we are at FITM for our final scene of the episode. Stephanie walks into class. Looking like... (laughs) How would you describe it? Like she had participated in a gangbang on a carnival fairway. (laughs) I was going to say like she was like trying to make her own rap video with like 
a crappy camcorder. She's got the most ridiculous sunglasses on I've ever seen. They go like halfway up her forehead. They have the big gold bar across the top, kind of. It's just, she looks like a cartoon. I was more referring to her hair. Well, that too. I mean, because at first, when she first walked in, I got excited because <laughs> I thought it was all like feathered and she was giving you like a Farrah Fawcett vibe, which she kind of does sometimes and I enjoy. Then, as she got closer into frame, I realized that instead what was going on was that she had, I'm assuming, gotten into her convertible car. We've never seen her car. I'm assuming it must be a convertible. With wet hair, with no product in it whatsoever, and then drove 90 miles (laughs) on the freeway. Like, it was just gigantic and frizzy and a mess. And then she put on some cheap 7-Eleven sunglasses that were actually probably like $500 sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, it was rough. So she apologizes to Lauren for the fact that Spencer and Heidi showed up to her birthday party. And she says, I've never been so shocked. I just had a thought because (laughs) she also made it seem like she hadn't seen Lauren in a while. Yeah. Maybe her birthday was over spring break. April. Like they may have been off school for a little bit. So maybe it had been like a week and a half or so before they'd see. Because technically it should have been, their class was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I believe. I'm sure the party was Friday or Saturday. It should have only been a couple days. The party was Thursday. Oh, Thursday. That's right. So they both blew it off on Friday and this was a little bit later. Yeah. But I still think that it may have been spring break-ish, but just a thought. Who knows? This was probably filmed during season three and they just saved it. And I threw probably. It yeah. So then Stephanie says, I think last night. Oh, she says last night. Does she? Or does she say it was the last night? It was the last night. Okay. Yeah. So she says it was the last night I stopped caring. Because she also says that, no, that she also claims that she hasn't talked to him in forever. Yeah. Like in a long time. Yeah. That's why I'm thinking it was spring break and they hadn't seen each other and whatever. I don't know. And then Stephanie says, you know, it wasn't them stopping by. It was not sincere or genuine. And it wasn't. No. So then Lauren throws out, well, you know, all my friends say I shouldn't trust you. Well, first Lauren is being cold as ice. Yeah. Like not responding. Now won't even look at her. Yeah. Like is looking at just being a total bitch on wheels for no reason. Yeah. And then Stephanie talks about all the, you know, what you, all the stuff that you just said. And Lauren, again, out of nowhere, says, like, all of my friends have been telling me all along not to trust you. And, you know, they were finally coming around. And then this happens. And now they're back on that bandwagon. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like, Stephanie didn't do anything. Like, if you... Like, when Spencer and Heidi showed up at the party... One of the first things that Stephanie says is, oh my God, I can't believe you guys are here. You ignored all of my texts. Yeah. I assumed you weren't coming. Yeah. So if you text someone numerous times, your family member, and say, it's my birthday, come to my birthday, and they don't respond, they're not coming. Yeah. And she, honest to God, thought they weren't coming. She didn't pull a fast one on Lauren. She didn't try to trick anybody. Like, Lauren has no right to be mad at her. Also, if Lauren wants to point the finger at someone, how about your producer's? I mean, Wouldn't I really that be awesome. I yeah. wish they'd like sometimes drop the fourth wall and like just start screaming at a producer. That would be amazing. Yes, I agree. But that's where we end. That is where we end. Now, am I allowed to do scenes for next week? Because they they drop some bombs. Oh yeah. 
Okay, so next week, um, we they revisit the she Pratt drama and try to stir it up a little bit. But the biggest bomb they dropped is they imply that Lauren dumps Doug because there's no chemistry there like there was with Brody. AKA there's no birthday party next week, so she has to break up <laughs> so with him. So she has to break up with him. We need another birthday party. And um, I'm hoping this line makes it into the actual show, but in one of the part of the scenes for next, she's talking to Brody, and he says, like, what is your type? And I can't remember if she says it or he says it. One of them says, like, people I've already dated. I'm like, yeah, Lauren, it, apparently it is. Yep, absolutely. Well, well, that's it, you guys. So thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you next week. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at FranklyMareB. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter, at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at HeyIt'sMareB. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review. And please subscribe. Until next time.